As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so we're officially we're officially on the midweek how, which uh, we have we have to we have to clarify some things for some listeners. Apparently, uh, Jason is super producers. He hasn't been on the midweek how forever. So for those who can't, who those who couldn't follow along, and I'm not, you know, I'm just, you know, it just made me realize maybe some people don't know. That the Ozark Howler is a totally different person than Jason, the super producer. Right? I mean, you're asking me that, or you're asking them that? <laughs> well, I, well, I was kind of hoping you'd join in. I mean, other than drinking, whatever it is your trick. Yeah. Well, you know, I just what I wanted to say was, I had a, I hesitated. Okay. <laughs> because. I don't want to offend any more people, right? Yeah, let's not offend any more people because we're not so, really in the. So true, I started but real to say, fans, real fans know who Jason Super Producer is. They've and on it. the spectrum of people, first of all, I took that as a great compliment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Because back in my old days, when I was practicing tradecraft, okay, to mistaken me to say that I could pull off or go undercover or be confused with a black militant truck driver <laughs> is is like it's like bonus material for me you know what i mean or yeah. is it the other way and he pulls off the beverly hillbillies ozark citizen exactly which which, which could be even a bigger stretch than me playing black militant <laughs> and for those you who aren't in on it yeah, for those who are, are, you know, do follow the podcast yep. and know and see, Jason basically is a bald-headed black man with a big Amish beard. Who looks kind of yes. like, like Shaft. Uh, I was going to say, uh, uh, Mr. T with a beard back in the day. People know who Mr. Glasses. T was. And Jason, Jason wears glasses. Doesn't wear the know. gold. Yeah, doesn't wear all the gold. So I, mean, I was people, just thinking, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, people that have seen Jason. You know, Jason and I have some scenes in the in the Escape from Death Black 13. It's no mystery who Jason is. You know what I'm so saying? What I he has a I very just, deep, and he has a very deep, distinctive voice. Like you know? uh uh who's like one of the great uh it's like Barry White voice. Yeah, you know? I was gonna say Al Jones or something like that. Al Jones. Who's and Al Jones was speaking? <laughs> no, no, you're you thinking mean, of uh he kind of has um Al uh Al Green. Uh, Al ooh, Al Green. Um Oh, the guy that does Dar- I can't think of him. The guy, the guy that does Darth Vader's voice. Um, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. That's that's kind of 
this guy. And you're and you know, and you have a very distinctive voice, but you're I mean, about eight inches to, and of course nobody could see you, but uh-huh. uh, I just found it comical <laughs> that people were were uh, you know, they got on after our uh, little you know, talk last week about and they got reviews. jumped on me. Go ahead and tell the audience what they did. They jumped on me. They jumped on they jumped on you and me saying that we had thick thin skin and that I folded like a chair basically and Which you usually do. Yeah, no, but I mean I they don't need to point it out and make me feel bad. But 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 the but the person didn't even know that it was you and <laughs> Jason. And I'm thinking, well how serious can we take somebody um who's not in on the joke. Okay. I mean come on. There you gotta be in on the joke. But but I will say when we you know, when we go off on a on a left hand turn and we go down those those ways, the our real fans, the people that have been with us that for a long time and that, that correspond with us, they really support us. We got you know, got some good reviews and which is I hate to say it. I mean, that's really it really is important to get good reviews because it kind of moves you up and and lets more people hear. But you know what? I don't know that we want more people to hear the the midweek how I think we got a great core audience that really appreciates our nonsense and supports us. And and I shared with you the the best. On YouTube, the best um, response we got. Manitoba Mike. Mike in in Manitoba. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that I chose the Holler and Shane to be my life coaches 100%. (laughs) I don't know. What it, you know, and and Mike, he sends me stuff on Instagram every now and then. He's a good dude. I don't know him other than him sending me some stuff on Instagram, but um, I know he supports us and he, he gets, he's in on the joke. So to speak. I hope he invites me to the fish house someday. I don't know the ice fish in Manitoba or how far west is that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know my Canadian uh-huh. you betcha. provinces, you know, and we should, we have some really good Canadian fans. We have some great Canadian fans, you know, which uh, Winnipeg might... is the only place I'm familiar with up there. Golly, that, well, I think Winnipeg is in Manitoba. Is it? Yeah. But I'm looking at it right here. There you go. God, I hope I didn't make you mad. <laughs> no, I think he's in Winnipeg. So, so yeah. So for all the people, Peg, that... man, I wonder what the weather's up there doing tonight. Have you ever been there? No, I've never. I'm been gonna any... tell you. I'm gonna look anyway. up the weather right here for people that think they, you know, I lived in Minnesota for a while, and if people, it, it when you we had to go up to Winnipeg, it was the place that the people from from uh, Minnesota cried about. Okay, uh, one degree. Oh, gosh. Uh-huh, and it is going to be by this next weekend. Negative 12 is the high. Negative 26 is the low. Oh, next God. Tuesday. Next Tuesday. So, Mike and Manitoba, if you're inviting us up, we'll see you in June or I'm July. I'm telling you. <laughs> We're not coming now. They have got to have... True Canadians, when I say true people that have been there 100 years, people who could trace their DNA back 100 have got to be the toughest in North America. Maybe some Inuits and some people up there in uh, Alaska or whatever, but Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, can you imagine how tough his great-grandparents had to be? 
His probably great, great the people that whatever you was, mean that the people yeah. that not, not the that people settled the place walking yeah. down the road, huh? Yeah, yeah, the people that settled the place. Yes, you that's know? what I'm saying. And now the the the, the sad part is. And this was segues into what I was telling you. Bring me to a uh, a hitchhiker story. Can you imagine how <laughs> tough you would have to be to be a hitchhiker in Manitoba right now? <laughs> would you Would you hitchhike in Manitoba right now? I, no matter how I mean, tough if you, you had to, I don't know. I, I I mean, we had a little bit of. I mean, we've probably had two or three inches of snow today, but I I run a relatively large elementary girls and boys basketball league that plays on Sundays here in North Central Ohio. And the I have a head official who schedules all the refs. And he got a hold, I mean, it barely started snowing. Christy had already left to drive to church. And um, he's texting me, he goes, I got refs already canceling to go do games. And I'm like, it's, it's barely even snowed. What's wrong with these people? You know, and... Um, you know, in the whole league, we had to end up canceling all the games today. And, and I mean, it's not worth some kids being, you know, being maybe a wrecking in the ditch or something because of snow. But the the distance of our league is so great that uh, in the northwest part of the league, they didn't have any snow. In the southeast part of the league, they were under level one, two snow advisories, <laughs> you know, so um we, we in Canada, I think they would have just thought it was a you know a normal. Do they play basketball summer. in Canada? Oh come on, yeah, they play basketball in Canada, of course. I mean, they got the what the Toronto Raptors and the uh, Vancouver Grizzlies, who are now in Memphis because I don't know why they. Right, the rest where they started. They, I I, I But but speaking of okay, so speaking of tough. Before we get to your hitchhiker story, yeah. Okay, I, I want to throw this out to everybody. Um, I've got a friend. You know him. I'm not going to name his name. I'm not even going to give give. Too Are much we going to say he's tough? Well, let's make a name up for him. John. We'll call him John. We'll call him John. So my buddy, in your acquaintance, mm-hmm. is a retired. The guy that introduced us. The guy that introduced us is a retired professional. Okay, he he by the by the pure luck of the inadequacy of the post office records, record keeping in the early 80s allowed him to and he didn't retire from the post office. But those years that he didn't really work got added on to where he worked (laughs) and allowed him to retire at 49. He's now about 56. And this gentleman Super smart, very professional, well put together. Happens to like the company of younger women. Always has. Okay. And he does not look his age. He's very fit. Uh, pretty hip dude. Um, but he, and in fact, he had a sort of a, a long relationship, long for him, since he'd been married, uh, of a couple years with a much younger, I mean, she was, I got 30 years younger than him. They lived together and stuff. And, and they just recently split up because he has no interest in getting married or having any more kids. His, his one child is graduate is in graduate school, college. And so he, he, he is on the dating apps, which is something I've, I've never been on. Um, 
I'm assuming you've never been. On. No, <laughs> never I wouldn't even school. know. Yeah. Did they? I mean, they didn't even have them in back in my day. No, well, exactly. And then when I, mean, I uh, right? you know, when I went through my separation and divorce, I, I, I guess luckily, you know, there's no other way to say it. I, I, I was friends with Christy, and and one, one thing led to another, and decided we started dating, and then there you go. That was it. So I never, mm-hmm. I never really had to play, you know, go out there and, you know, try to find, uh, try to find a date or whatever. I guess. Thankfully for probably, probably more thankfully for everybody else out there. Um, but so my buddy, um, he, he's on these, he's on these apps and he meets a lot of younger girls and which is really great. I mean, um, these girls are a lot of these girls in their early twenties, um, are looking for situations, you know, (laughs) and when I say situations, I mean, they're looking to be taken care of financially. And then there's some that really don't even care about that. They just want the company of somebody who seems to know what they're doing. If, if that, if that makes no, any you're sense. confusing me already. And okay. I knew you were going to talk about this. <laughs> so I'm oh, sure the okay. listeners are turning the dial right now. Okay. 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 Well, anyway, the, it runs the gamut from girls who like, would like a financial arrangement. Okay, girls that are in their 21, you know, 21, 22, 20. Sugar daddy, wanting a sugar, sugar daddy. They want a sugar daddy, okay. Or girls that just don't like dating guys their own age because all they want to do is is go to Taco Bell and have the girls sit there and watch and play video games, okay. So they're, you know, like apparently the guys in their early 20s are lame, okay. So I'm used to hearing about these Women now, is that use. because the girls are that, um, I don't know, like, like you, maybe they're, you know, how do I, how do I choose my words here, but they're that uninteresting? I don't think so. I think, I think young people as a whole are very selfish and self-centered. I mean, I hate to well, label them. And you're way. going right down, I, down, look, down, aren't you? I am because I have. You know, I have experience with young people oh, yeah. mm-hmm. through coaching and daughters who they they're very selfish and they're very self-centered. I mean, it just it just is. And they don't realize it until something, you know, smacks them in the face uh, metaphorically and wakes them up a little bit and, and says, oh, OK, maybe it isn't all about me. And I think that's what happened. That's what happened. some of so them I'm, never get that smack, you know. That, yes, right. They never, they never so I'm used, I'm used to hearing this stuff, okay, about these young girls, and you know, they they're looking for somebody to help them with the car payment or their, you know, cell phone payment. And I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say if he does or doesn't help them out, but he's a very, you know, he's a gentleman, okay. So I think his view is, is if uh, you're nice and you treat me well, I'll help you out any way I can. Okay, so I'm used to hearing that. Okay, but he, but I'm always on him. Hey, look, you need to find somebody your own age, okay, or closer to your own age. So he met somebody through one of these dating apps who is in their early 30s, which still is in his own age, but a little more mature than what he's dating. And I think this woman had three children, and they've met, and they, or they've been talking, and. Um, he tells me, he said, this woman 
is kind of uh she's got some some strange interests i'm like oh boy what's this that's what i'm talking about well (laughs) apparently she calls herself of submissive and so my buddy's like i don't even really know what that means like a submissive and i'm thinking you know of course i'm thinking like like she likes to be chained up yeah i would say tied but like like yeah tied up chained up beat what you know what i don't know what this what this means like led around by a dog collar you know my my mind is like running wild here like like to me that that is so i'm like "Ah, what is this all about he goes i I don't know he goes i gotta find out some more he goes i'm kind of because I'm intrigued, but I'm kind of also a little alarmed. What if this is something that, you know, like involves wax and like, you know, nipple piercings? Or wax would be fine. It's the damn <laughs> cat of nine tails comes out. That's what it would mean. <laughs> so, so anyways, he talks to, he talks to the, the woman again and he says, you're never going to believe this, but she described to me what being a submissive is. I'm like, okay. And he goes, so her idea of a submissive is she's, she's going to cook for me. She's going to maybe clean. Um, she rub my feet, rub my, you know, rub my shoulders, you know, maybe even do my laundry. I'm like, wait a, wait a second. That's a submissive. That just sounds to me like the, what, what we've been working with of the definition of a housewife. You know, from from like leave it to beaver 50, age. Yeah. yeah. I go, now all of a sudden that's considered a submissive. And he goes, Yeah. He goes, Can you believe? He goes, That's how twisted everything has gotten is that just just being a good homemaker <laughs> makes you a submissive person. That's your kink. Is is you like cooking a good meal and 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 rubbing some somebody's feet. Well, I don't so, know about rubbing feet. I mean, come on, dude. That's but that's what she told some me. Nasty ass feet. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Like I don't expect anybody to rub my feet after a day on the mail route. But uh, I mean, I know Christie's not. <laughs> but I'm just saying. So so how how did that? How did something seemingly normal turn into a fetish? Well, I mean, you want me to go there? Well, within. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply reason i mean there's it no reason it started about a hundred years ago in wyoming when they give the women the right to vote oh jeez! and we've just been going downhill since <laughs> certain places this hill was covered with ice patches where the the 
decline sped up like in the late sixties and certainly we're going through the decline right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how that correlates to, uh, to, uh, to cook and becoming a, a kink, like a, like a, uh, something outlandish, but you know, Hey, so I just, I mean, I, I'm sure with all of our listeners, we have some listeners that have used dating apps that have come across this sort of thing. And like, I would certainly be interested in hearing some people's thoughts on this because to me, that that doesn't even seem crazy. Does it to you? You know, man, I'm so warped. <laughs> How would I know what's crazy? You know what I mean? I don't I don't know, but I I don't know. I just I just thought, you know, all this time I mean maybe think and say, like my mom was a submissive and that was her kink. <laughs> like she liked to like to cook and clean. I don't get it. I don't get it. You know? It just seems very. It just seems very odd. That's because we have generations of people that aren't raised to cook or clean it for themselves, much less another person. There you go. Well, okay. See, there you go. That's a little bit different perspective, I guess. You know, you know? that's that's a succinct way to put it. I mean, it almost it it almost makes makes you think they need to change like the home economics title for that class. You know, like it now they be... call it. They don't call it home economics anymore. They call it facts. They call what? They call it facts. Facts? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what is that? Dude, I'm looking it up. Facts? Like F-A-C-T? Okay, this is what, why is home economics not taught in school anymore? Uh, STEM under-enrolled under in competitive college requirements, because so they don't even teach it because of STEM. Now they call it uh, facts. Hold on, I'm getting to the acronym. Blaming it on college recruitment. Okay, hold on a second. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it. Well, I'm sure somebody's screaming at the rate at the at the radio or they're like, "Hey, this is what it, this is what it means." But I never understood. I never understood why. Um, I mean, home economics and stuff was not required when I was in school. To me, that was the one thing. I took that, it. Didn't you take it? I didn't take it. I took typing. Oh come on! I took typing too, and I got booted out for something. I don't remember what. <laughs> Talking in class, maybe. Now I can type like the wind. Did you hear me just Google this up a second ago? I can type like the wind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Type like the wind. I can type like the wind. Well, um, while we're waiting for Google to pick, it doesn't matter. It's I mean, it's it's redirecting me to a whole bunch of stuff. Oh boy! On you know what I mean? It's just it's. The well, if anybody's got the answer to why home economics, send it to Shane. I yeah, can get one of my kids down here, and they could tell me. But then you know they would want to talk, or you know, I'm ninety nine percent sure home ec is called facts now, and I don't know if it's F A C T S. F A C S F A X? Maybe, I don't know. Oh jeez. Well now that now that we've you know tied into 
the submissive kinks on a dating website to learning home economics as a junior in high school. Which is one and the same, right? Yeah, I remember my home high school days. be submissive back in our day. <laughs> Could be. You know? I, I'm interested, though. You told me you had a hitchhiker story. How does you know, how does I was driving out. I had to go to a meeting. I had a meeting this week. <clears throat> so it's a current. It's a right now hitchhiking story. Yeah, three couple three couple days ago. Oh, okay. All right. All so right. about a month ago, three weeks ago, uh, somebody in my space called me and said, Hey, we're having this meeting down here and we want you to come and so I said, I'll be there and I'll put it in my calendar. And it's, it's about 137 miles down there one way. Down the crookedest, worst road in south central Missouri you can find. Borderline worst one. You know. So I put it, I had, I had two things to do. I had a Wednesday and a Thursday. Okay, one mm-hmm. of them is 60 miles away. One of them is 137 miles away. That's one-way mileage. One of them is at noon. One of them is at 4.30. Well, you know what Freud said, don't believe everything you think. I thought, anyway, I drove down to this place on Wednesday, and I walked in this office, and this gal said, the one that invited me, said, what are you doing here today? And this is at 10.30. I said, don't we have a noon? I told you I'd come early and talk to you about this project. And she said, that's tomorrow. So I said, no, it's today. And she said, you know, it's funny. When I was walking out the door, I almost looked at the calendar on my phone to make sure. But I didn't. So because <laughs> so I knew, drove drove all that way on the I horse. drove 100. And by the time I, because I always set my trip meter when I get gas. When I came back, I got gas again before I went home so i had so i was filled up in the morning you know 267 miles so i drove 267 miles to go to a meeting so of course i was coming back anyway i had him switched and i left there in time i probably could have went ahead and went to the wind oh the 60 mile meeting is 60 miles in the opposite direction so i had to drive past my house to go an additional 60 miles to go to the meeting that I was wrong on. Does that make sense? My 4.30. So I left her office, and I could have theoretically made it to my 4.30 meeting, but I was car sick from (laughs) driving. But in this process, she says, hey, did you hear about those inmates that escaped? Oh, yeah, and they caught the ones that caught four of them in Ohio. Really? Which one didn't they catch? The black guy? Yeah, he was. He split off. Imagine that. Yeah. (laughs) So... Anyway, we sat there and talked a little bit about this this jail. She said it was a prison break. It wasn't. It was a jail break, but whatever. So I said, well, I'll be here tomorrow. So I came home, got up the next day, and I was driving back to that same meet, same place, you know, 130-some miles of Crooked Road, whatever it ended up being. And I get out in the – I got a friend of mine that's got a business between about half the halfway point. And when I'm driving through there, I pull in there and talk to him a lot of times. He wasn't there on Wednesday. This was Thursday. And he wasn't there again in the morning because it was kind of, I don't know, he just wasn't there. And state road, but it's two lane. Anyway, major road. And there's this dude walking, hitchhiking. 
and, and and I can't tell if he's turning around to hitchhike or he turns around when he sees a car coming just so it doesn't hit him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I drove past him and I hit the brakes and I back up. I put my back window down. I got a crew cab pickup. I put the back window down because I thought, dude, it's kind of misty, rainy, and, you know, pick this dude up, right? So I said, hey, you need a ride? He goes, yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And he gets in the truck. And and when I went by him, I thought he had a mask on. By the, way, I was, like, by the way, I was wrong. The, the, the one, the Michael Wilkins guy was the one caught. And I don't think he was the... Huh. Anyway. Yeah, okay, sorry. So as I went by, he was... He had a pair of, like, old... <laughs> Remember those blue, like Dickies cover halls people have? You know, the guys that work in a shop or something has a. Yeah, yeah. So he has this like kind of an old school pair of Dickies, not totally blue, not totally green. You know what I'm talking about? That bluish green. He's got a camo hat, and and as I went by, I swear he had a he had a face mask on. And as I'm backing up, I'm looking in my backup camera, and I think, dude, I think this guy's got some kind of a face mask on. Should I pick up a guy with a face mask? And you're asking yourself this. I'm asking myself that. You know, and I get to thinking, man, what if my Twitter follow? what if I get killed by some dude down here in the Ozarks <laughs> by a guy with a mask on? But... <clears throat> I had a Glock 357 Sig, full size Glock 31, with for my so I consider that my brother with 15 cousins in it, and I got it from my old man. Who knows where he got it? So if I need to blast him and throw it in the ditch, who knows where we're going to trace it back to? You know, <laughs> and uh, I decide I'm going to pick him up, right? Mm-hmm. So he jumps in the truck and he wasn't completely dirty, and and it what I thought to be his mask was just his facial hair. He had a face like Chewbacca. No way. It's like, did you pick up a Bigfoot? He, that he could have been Sasquatch, huh? but it was the dumbest Sasquatch out there because I said, how far? I said, where are you headed to man? And he said, Oh, just up the road to pick up my bike. And I thought, what? I'm thinking motorcycle. You know what I mean? I said, what kind of bike you got? So he's getting in, he's putting his, I tell him, put his seatbelt on. He tells me he's getting his bike. So I'm trying to condense the story because I'm telling it longer than he was in my truck. <laughs> I said, what kind of bike you got? And he said, uh, uh, actually it's just an old, you know, Schwinn 10 speed. And as he <laughs> says, Schwinn 10 speed, he said, stop, 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 stop. There it is. <laughs> So it's like 20 steps away? It's like 25 yards. We done went past it. I've got to back up, and he's got it laying in the brush along the damn state highway. Why? And he jumps out, and he goes, thanks for the ride, man. I said, no problem, anytime. And I take off, and I go, what in the hell just happened to me? Was it Jesus testing me? Right, you know what I mean. So it's Jesus walking down the road, and everybody that stops gets saved, and everybody that don't don't. And he just ain't got time. Once you get over the threshold of Savior, he's on to the next guy. Yeah, like there's my bike. I gotta get out. You're yes, and then right. 
So then I passed that mark, but the person that went by him next that didn't pack, pass to pick him up, well, they just didn't pass. <laughs> Is that what it was? Wow. I <laughs> Like... <laughs> And there's no explanation as to as to why he couldn't walk. I don't know why he his bike was in a ditch <laughs> in the brush. I don't know why he was walking. I don't. So on my way back, I go to this meeting and I do what I need to do, and I come back. And I'm probably within a mile of my buddy's shop, and my buddy's shop is an is a marine. He's a boat guy, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, bass boats and John boats, and he's just a smart guy. Can do about anything. Can talk about anything. I, some days I like to get him on the podcast, but I think he would just—he's—he's he's afraid of the government. He's afraid of different things. But <laughs> on the way back, I stop in his shop, and 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 we're standing there talking. I said, "Dude," and he's telling me this place is going to hell. This community's going to hell. I've lived here my whole life. And, uh, he had been, he's not, he's told me that off and on the last year or two. So I said, dude, I picked up a hitchhiker. He goes, you picked up a hitchhiker? Are you effing shitting me? And I said, no, why? And he goes, he could have been one of those inmates that escaped. I said, oh, I forgot all about them. That was yesterday's news. I thought for sure they were captured. <laughs> and then he proceeds to tell me, he said, I'll give you a prime example of how this crap is. He said, I'm working out in the shop one night, and about 10.30, it was the week of Christmas, week after Christmas, it was when it was super cold, and it there was a little snow on the ground. He said, so it was real quiet and still. He said, well, I walk out of the shop, and I hear from across the road uh what sounds like a knockdown, drag out brawl going on with this girl getting her ass kicked. So he said, I called down to the house and told my son-in-law, come up here and listen to this. And the son-in-law came up there and he goes, am I hearing that right? And he goes, oh yeah, we're going to have to do something or call somebody or do something. So he said, I... All I had was a pistol on me, so I ran in and got a shotgun and got in my pickup. And, of course, he's got a diesel pickup, so he's waiting for it to he's, – he's got frost on the windows. He's trying to get to warm up a little bit, and he's going to drive across the street. Now, he's telling me a story, and I'm like, you're nuts if you're going to go – and now today's – you're going to go interject yourself in anybody's world – especially with a damn gun. And I asked him, I said, I know you got FNFAL or something to pack besides a freaking shotgun of all things. You know what I mean? You're getting some shit in Ozarks. You need some heat. The old pump 12 gauge just don't cut it no more. And he said, by the time the truck got started and I was heading over there, my wife had called 911 and here come the cavalry. But he said, a car took off down the road. So... He said, these, you know, there's a couple state troopers and a couple county mounties. And, and he said, finally, one of them come over to him and said, hey, what'd you hear? And this, that, and the other. And, and he's kind of telling the story. And, and he said, well, she's saying she was sound asleep when we, and we woke her up. She'd been home all alone. <laughs> okay. And he's like, what? 
And she said, he, the, the deputy says, well, she thinks maybe some strangers were driving down the street and they, that's what my, they must have stopped in front of the house there. And that's what she heard, what you heard. And he goes, let me get this straight. Some random people are driving down Missouri Highway 8 and they, they stop right in front of her house and getting this big knockdown drag. Well, that's what she's saying. That's her theory. He said the trooper come over and said, well, I can see some skid marks. Look like he take off, though. They didn't stop. They took off. And he goes, well, they, as soon as I come out there and the wife was calling, you know, the guy took off. So they just said sorry. So he said the next day she hollered at the neighbor, hollered at him and he goes, what in the hell do you think you're doing calling the cops? You know better than call the cops down here. We take care of our own. And he goes, well, I thought you said nothing happened. She goes, well, nothing really did happen. And he goes, so you were home alone or you weren't home alone? He goes, she goes, well, my boyfriend that had the ex parte against him stopped by, but I didn't want him to get in trouble. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> so he was just telling me that, you know, these people are nuts, right? And so then when that, per- when that woman ends up beaten to death, who she got to blame? Nobody, because she's she's dead, got herself to blame. You know, she didn't I mean, get on a date nap and find our buddy and get taken to the mall so he she could get seven hundred bucks or something. That's what she should get. You know? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 